If you're looking for the podcast with the perfect husband, wife, and family, this ain't it. Contrary to what most people think, we don't have it all together. Our life is by no means perfect, but it's perfect for us. Life can be perfect and a little raggedy at the same time because real life is messy. A hot mess. So pull up a seat with Ratchet Row inside at Christian. And let's get real. You, you are, are now hanging, hanging with, with the, the Hardies. Hardies. Hello and welcome back to Hanging with the Hardies. Welcome back, guys. We're so glad to hang out with you all again. And I tell you what, look, we are enjoying hearing uh, all of the great feedback. We hope that it's helping you and your relationships. Uh, That's certainly our goal uh, for these conversations, right, Bay? Yeah, definitely. We want to help as many people as possible. That's the whole point of being transparent, just to help as many people um, to learn from some of the things that we've experienced. Absolutely. And look, I know sometimes when you hear the word sex so much, and we're not always just going to talk about sex, but sex is very important yep. in a marriage. Very and, big part. You know, we're not trying to discount its importance. Uh, I do want to give a little plug here. Uh, you can join us on Tuesday nights on Facebook Live on the B Baton Rouge media page where we're having real sex talk. Uh, with myself and my wife and we are unpacking the 10 ways to move your marriage from a sex drought say it girl to a sex explosion <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you something too you know i kind of think while we setting records around here uh, you know i think i think outside of maybe our wedding night that we may have just set a record oh my gosh yeah like in the last 12 hours uh <laughs> let's just say we had we oh. connected for the trinity in 12 hours I, somebody shout like I, somebody caught that oh somebody didn't catch that somebody did catch it but somebody caught it they somebody gonna, caught it. catch it later three times in 12 hours that that's that was a record that's a record outside of the wedding night because you know the way you know the wedding night you be cutting up you, <laughs> some of y'all wasn't cutting up y'all with the bed but your boy was a virgin and you know what i'm saying like he was ready he was cutting up he was cutting up waking people up in the middle of the Ooh, night yes Ooh. okay come on okay come all right on. jump in the spirit okay now let's talk about basketball just a little bit so uh as you all know and if you don't know i'm a huge lebron fan so shout out to lebron james the cavaliers shout are out. back in the finals and my house is excited because as for me and my house we root for lebron tell him as for me and my house we root for lebron oh, we gotta say it one more time as for me and my house we root for lebron everybody know everybody know my wife knows my kids know the dog knows she know not to bark unless lebron scores <laughs> the ball okay you understand <laughs> this is how we get down in the Hardy household <laughs> you don't come in here rooting for any other team we have to all be flowing in the same spirit a house divided against itself cannot stand that's right so we all root for lebron make sure we represent and of course we also watched a little game tonight and uh, the warriors are back in the finals 
Yes, the Warriors are back in the finals. You, you literally call them the Warriors? Because I call them the Bronze State Warriors. Oh, the, oh, that's so petty. The Bronze. You know I'm the petty pastor. I know though. you're the petty pastor. <laughs> that, but, you know, I didn't really watch the game mm. tonight. And, in fact, last night I had to get out of here. Why? Because I just couldn't take it. You know, <laughs> it was too much for you. Game seven with 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 LeBron. <laughs> I just I refused to be in the house. You had a sick feeling in it your was, stomach. No, I knew you was gonna have a sick feeling <laughs> if they lost, and I just did not want to be. I just didn't want to experience it. So you know what so, I did? I got my stuff. I got in my car. Mm. I went to Barnes and Noble, mm. and I just enjoyed myself. A nice coffee drink mm. and read a little bit. And what I'm hearing you say is that you didn't have myself. faith. Like I'm actually hearing you say you didn't even have faith the size of a mustard seed. See, I had faith in LeBron. We mm. trust in Game Sevens. Oh, it wasn't even nothing about it. Wasn't nothing about faith. It was just not wanting to be in here with all the crazy. You know, it it gets a little crazy around here. You know, a little is an understatement. I may or may not enjoy watching the games by myself. Mm, okay, okay mm-hmm. because I don't want as you know speaking of like let's let's get into this because tonight we're trying to watch the game all right <sighs> and you know <laughs> your boy is focused I mean these are not my teams playing but I need to size up the competition because the finals are coming right and who comes to try to snuggle <laughs> with me during the game? But y'all friend Christian, like she she literally comes over and she's trying to snuggle. Wait, 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 wait. First of all, mm. let me just say this. Mm. It was not the game wasn't even on it at was, the moment. First first of all, it was halftime. I think that you should be able to snuggle during halftime. halftime I was wasn't still even a part trying to watch I wasn't even trying to snuggle with you while the actual game was going on, but I was at least trying to get a little cuddled. But the analysts were speaking. And as a matter of fact, at one point, she had the nerve to be over here looking at her Facebook and laughing and munching loud on chips to where I couldn't even hear what the analysts were saying. I'm like, girl, we don't snuggle during the games. And, you know, that led us into a conversation about the top three moments that you don't cuddle and snuggle with each other. Okay. Okay? So I got to help you all out. All right. Number one during the game ladies we are not trying to cuddle with you during the games do not get close as a matter of fact when we get a little bit crazy you might take one in the nose and we didn't mean to hit you we didn't mean to hit you like our hand movements just start swinging because we were trying to project at the television but you were too close in a way and next thing you know you got a bloody nose and it wasn't even on purpose i mean it's not a good look okay it's not a good look so don't get close during a game okay we're not trying to snuggle and stop asking questions about different aspects of the game during the game for my wife to ask me in the middle of a game she literally she over here coughing laughing at herself this girl had the nerve to ask me what is a pick and roll and we watching the game do you understand wait Excuse me. First of all, okay, uh, I just keep hearing the people talking about a pick and roll. So I'm Lord. just wondering, mm. what is a pick and roll? Because I'm mm. thinking, well, maybe it's like you pick something and mm. you just roll with it. You know, that sounds kind of. Did y'all hear her? 
<laughs> did, did you? Let's, let's just let's did, pick a play and roll with it. <laughs> girl, I have never, never oh heard God. something so crazy in my life. Pick a play and roll with it. That's what you. <laughs> That's what you thought it was? Well, yeah, well, yeah, that's what I wanted to ask. So, <laughs> so I could just see if I was right. Yeah, if y'all can see the tears in her eyes right now, this is just oh crazy. My okay, so we're not cuddling during the game, all right? And okay. save your questions for after the game, okay? It's not a romantic time, neither is it a time for a lesson. <laughs> it's the game for crying out loud. Okay, so no cuddling during the game. Okay. Not even during halftime. Not even during halftime. It's still a part of the okay, game. Fair. Fellas would agree with me, okay? okay? Number two, we do not cuddle in church as it could be a distraction. Now, I'm going to go ahead and tell y'all, when we have people preaching on the stage, routinely, my wife is trying to cuddle with me in church. I am not trying to cuddle with you. Rubbing on my arm. I rub on your arm. I might like touching to just, on my leg. I just like to hold your hand and mm-hmm. get really close. Don't act like you haven't tried to get close okay, to me. Okay, I might church. I may or may not have put my arm around that, you. That thank you. Thank you. But thank you. I think that putting my arm around you and you like What's getting, the difference? It's None. like it's 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 the way in which you get close to me and when you run being me okay you know it's like a genie in the bottle some things start trying to come out all right oh, I mean, that, that's oh that's gosh. too much for the people too much okay i'm just saying too so much. in the, especially if i gotta go up and now i gotta do the altar call and you got me in a situation <laughs> in my slim fit jeans Ooh. okay okay you so see how you don't want to put me in a situation no, i don't want to put you in that situation okay all right okay, i'm just trying so, to say so, so we're not you're cutting. saying that i should not try to hold your hand during church you can hold my hand okay but cuddling Maybe too much. Okay. So, in church, okay. it might be a distraction for the people too. Well, the because people, they're looking the at us. People should have their eyes on the person that's preaching, not on us. They should have their eyes on Jesus. Look, uh, gotcha. Mm. Every week, every week, she slip up with the word. You know Put what I mean? She slip. Yeah. If he said, if I be lifted up, you I see what I'm saying? All men are to me. Ooh, that's a word. It's a word. So we're not cuddling during the game, and we're not cuddling during church. Mm-hmm. And this last one, you know, I, this is for the ladies. Mm. And I don't know, men might try to do this or not, but mm. I know one time that ladies do not want to cuddle is mm. when it's that time of the month. I'm just saying, when mm. I when it is that time of the month for me, I don't really want nobody you don't want to, me to hold you? I don't want you to be that close to me really at all. Not even time. just to hold you. Nope, don't you don't even have to worry about holding me during that time. Oh. I just need my space mm. and I just, you know, don't even worry about it. Okay, well, you know, I, I was maybe I was just trying to make it a little bit better on you. You know, I saw you going through some anguish, and you know, I just wanted to get close to you and hope to make things better. It's a no. It's a no. Okay, keep our distance. Keep your distance, because most of the times when men try to cuddle, it ain't just to cuddle. It's for other purposes as well. And let me tell you, when it's that time, I ain't got nothing for you. <laughs> I can't do nothing to help you during that time. <laughs> oh. So you might as well keep your distance. You know, you know, we not always just trying to get something. It's just what happens is. Well, maybe not. Okay. When we start maybe cuddling and rubbing and touching. Of the time, you trying to get something. So maybe that 2% of the time, uh-huh. only 2%. <laughs> two. Are you just cuddling just that, to cuddle? That's all you're going to give us? Just 2%. It's 2%. That's it. That's all you got 2%. for us. All you got is 2 That's it. Oh, Lord. 
Okay, okay, girl. Well, look, look, look it, it, that kind of is a good segue into our conversation for tonight. We got a comment from someone uh, who sent us a message anonymously, uh, but it was certainly something that we felt that we needed to unpack for you. And so uh, I'm going to let my wife start by sharing that message uh, with us on tonight. And then uh, once she gets that finished, like y'all, she's she's been technologically challenged right now. Like this is so crazy. Y'all should oh see her God. scrambling to find the message. Okay, I found do, it. do I need to now, find it for you? Time, you found it. Uh, yes. Now okay. any other time I'd be able to pull it up. Now it was giving me problems. She was over about the panic, y'all. I mean, it was it was getting a little scary for a minute I you know trying to okay. okay so we received a message for from someone and I'm going to read the message it says try not to make it public try not to make a public post I've had many discussions with women that are saved and their spouses are saved as well many of them being women are sexually frustrated mm. their husbands were quote unquote Mag daddies. daddies. Say that again. Mag daddies. One more time. Mag daddies. They were mag daddies. <laughs> so that means they had some serious game, game. going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they were mag daddies while dating. Now nothing. They refused to bring their A game to the bedroom. It's like they know our wives are not going anywhere. Mm. I don't have to they better be watch fun out. or adventurous in the bedroom anymore. So they're feeling like, you know, while they were dating, they were dating these mag daddies. I guess they had a, you know, they were bringing their A game when they were dating. Mm. And now that they have married these women, you know, they are just not doing anything. They're refusing to bring their A game to the bedroom. Mm. Um, sh- you know, the person continues to say, um, you know, our wives, the, the guys are thinking that our wives are not going anywhere. I don't have to be fun or adventurous in the bedroom anymore. And she wants to know what does she tell these women? My, my, my. So isn't that a lot to unpack? All right. Uh, now, let's be clear. First of all, is that we don't advocate any fun and games before. prior to marriage. Yes, okay. Before marriage. Just for anyone that's listening, that's single. You know, and you like, ooh, let me listen up, yeah, because uh, I don't want to be in a mag. Look, <laughs> not before marriage, okay? We will we'll unpack that, and of course, if you've listened to any of our uh, other episodes, you'll understand the impact that premarital sex right. has within a marriage. And we'll probably do a podcast on sexual purity in and outside of marriage, right? right. Because there's sexual purity in both. But you know, I think that this is important, you know, because it's really speaking to uh, not truly valuing the sexual experience within a marriage uh, and that is problematic, you know, and, and, you know, I really want to keep speaking up for the ladies because I think that women are given a very hard time in society uh, and being able to express sexual frustration and it's not fair. Right. You know, that uh, a lot of times when women start speaking up about how they're feeling sexually, uh, society labels them uh, as dirty, you know, unclean. Right, it's unacceptable. Uh, you know, it's unacceptable. And right. it's just not right. You know, I think that that both people do deserve to be satisfied within the sexual experience. Uh, I do think that it's important that we keep the right perspective all the way around. Um, but we don't need to be in marriages that are sexless. And we don't need to be in sex 
marriages that have sex but are just not satisfying right right, right. just having sex just to have sex you yes. know both people should enjoy the experience and it should be pleasurable for both um both the husband and the wife so we want to work to make sure that both people are satisfied and again like the biggest um component of that is truly understanding the difference between intimacy and sex yes and i do think that when couples understand intimacy and value intimacy it will enhance the sexual experience right again you know we keep on saying it but i'm telling you we live in it we got a sex explosion going on over here it's a whole sex revival it's amazing what's happening because we've really focused our our attention in this area. Right. It, it definitely has been. And sometimes when people hear the word explosion, they think that it's just about the act of having sex. Well, that's not totally true. It's more so we've discovered or rediscovered what intimacy really is. And that's mainly about the connection between the both of us. More than just physical, but the emotional connection, the mental connection. Yes. Everything like that. And really being in tune to one another, which causes us to have, you know, a, a better time you know when we're engaging in that i mean and we really do value the connection emotionally but also physically like yeah. at this point there we have limitations on how many days can go by you know at this point it's like look we're going to be connecting a certain number of times a week right we getting it together three times yeah. okay we because that's so 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 important so you know and the, the enemy been trying to come in with sickness and all kinds mm-hmm. of things and i just thank god that we know how to still function and uh yeah you're gonna have to catch that we have some things that we can teach you and <laughs> positions that will help you uh no matter what's going on in your body you can get it done come on somebody Amen. but let's jump into helping you because um there's two sides of this that we see number one there's the spouse who really has to go and give the conversation right to the spouse who is not truly performing mm-hmm. you know in, they're in not bed. meeting their needs they're not meeting their yeah. needs that's mm-hmm. very important uh and i think that 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 becomes a difficult conversation because nobody wants to be on the receiving end of that discussion so let's talk about how you navigate that discussion if you are the spouse who's feeling unsatisfied a few things that we want to help you out with on to on today number one you need to make sure that when you enter the conversation that you maintain a loving tone right no matter what you have to understand and, and you have to know this within your heart that you truly love your spouse and you have to speak to them in that manner they have to be re- reassured or assured of your love above all all things and you have to be careful not to be more in love with the sexual experience or maybe the provision that your spouse brings to the table than you are with who they are as a human being if you you maintain a loving tone and you understand that the two of you are on the same team then you'll be able to navigate this discussion albeit very difficult mm-hmm. you'll be able to navigate this discussion a whole lot better uh, than if you would if you had an abrasive tone Right. That is so true. I know that whenever uh, we have to have difficult conversations or I have to say something that um, is difficult to you, I always try to analyze how I'm going to say it Mm -hmm. and really think about, you know, how it's going to be received and, you know, really try to go with it from there. Because many times I know as ladies, um, we can really say things 
And, you know, it could be the wrong time. It could be the wrong tone. And it just really, really be just rejected. Yeah. You know, it what we can say can have truth to it and it needs to be said. But if it is delivered wrong or in a harsh manner or insensitively, it can just be rejected. That's and true. that is so true whenever you're um, talking about you whenever you're talking about a subject like this with your spouse doing it in a loving tone you also have to discuss the wins come on you know you have to discuss the wins i know that you know you may be looking to improve your sexual experience mm-hmm. or the connection that you make with your spouse but if you really take a look at it you have to think about what are the positives? Yes. You know, what are the things that we are doing together that are going well, that um, that that he, my husband does well, things that I do enjoy? Because, you know, we all have things that we want to um, improve and the enemy really will put all those things in our head yeah. and cause us not to look at or to overlook the things that our spouse is doing really, really well. I know that we had that, yeah. you know, an instance like that in our in our marriage where you know the enemy was trying to put all these things in my head about you know what was lacking or or what wasn't happening yeah and really it was just really a trick of the enemy because when me and my husband you know started to talk mm. and we started to unpack all the things because <laughs> your boy was really winning like okay. like we 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 really no like seriously uh-huh. <laughs> like, you know I, I was truly winning like when we started to unpack yes what like was going all on the things it yes. was like in probably 95 to 97 percent i had truly surpassed so many areas right your boy was working that's all i'm saying like i had been a student of that thing and and there were a lot of high areas a of performance lot, and a lot so, of high areas you know, but, but the enemy will try to paint that picture yes that that isn't the case and you know and when you start to you know, really talk about those things. We found that the list of the positives far outweighed the list of things that needed to be yes. improved or worked. And when on. it was delivered the other way around, when it was just when the focus was only on what wasn't happening, right? Especially because there was a comparison component. And let me just say that never, ever, ever, ever bring in comparison either to an experience that you had with someone else. Or even them sometimes, you know, yeah, you might yeah. be able to say, I I enjoyed this aspect of our intimacy, but recognize you might be in a new season. So what if you were trying to hold him to something? And this is for somebody who might be a little bit older, like yeah. he really might not be able to do it the way he did in the 30s. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Now, now we can talk about how good it can be right now in the season of life you're in, but just try as much as you can not to compare uh, either to, to either to, don't compare them to their own experiences or to other people. Try to figure out how you're moving forward and improving right, where you are right. today. And that's a really good segue into the third point, which is, you know, the conversation should be needs based and not performance based. Right. And what we mean by that is we need to talk about what we need to do collectively and not just make it a conversation about how the other spouse isn't performing 
up to your standard mm-hmm. uh, because mm-hmm. anybody think about it if, if you sit down and have a conversation with anyone and the first thing they start telling you is that you're not performing well it automatically is a put off I don't right. care if it's at the workplace I don't care if it's a teacher and a student if, if the conversation starts with you're underperforming yeah. it's automatically going to put you yeah. on defense yeah. you feel deflated you feel defeated you feel discouraged but if someone says to you hey we need to work on these things together yeah right yeah. If, if 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 i'm in a if i'm in a corporate space and i'm coaching one of my employees i'm going to them and saying i'm going to definitely discuss the wins and then i'm gonna say hey we need to work on some of these areas let's talk about how we can collectively get better here right. and and then that that communicates to your spouse that you're in this with them right we're in it together we're in it together yeah. and here's how we can make improvements and if you're coming behind the winds then you're going to create a scenario where your spouse is more willing to hear that information right i definitely agree talking about what can we do together and then both of y'all coming up with you know some suggestions on what y'all can do to improve the experience not no not necessarily like you said focusing on the performance but focusing on you know what we can do to enhance our experience you know absolutely and, and, and improve what we need for our relationship you know whether that be more adventure whether that be mm. you don't want to improve the frequency uh, whatever it is you guys talk about you know how can we make this better i think that sounds absolutely good. and look you can always make your sex life better yeah you can i mean it's so many things that you can do to really ramp it up you know and they're just for us i mean one of the things we literally did to ramp up our sex life is we literally don't have sex with the lights off anymore yeah we have <laughs> sex with the lights on <laughs> literally and it you would be surprised i know that it, that might be <laughs> that might be too much for people because i know people are like oh my god first of all you have to totally just hmm. not worry about you know because some people might worry about you know how they look with the Listen. lights on and you know and they you know they have all these imperfections you know my Whatever. stomach looks like this my behind is sagging my, uh, my breasts are not as yeah. you know lifted like they used to but really you know I can truly say that you know those were some things that I was worried about at first but I, it's like I totally did don't it focus cause, on that at did all. Did it cause a sex explosion? It caused a sex explosion. I mean, it caused a sex explosion because I feel like you're able to look at that person. Yes. You're able to be more in tune. It's so easy when you have the lights off to just you know be in another world. You kind of just not even thinking about it. You're not totally. You're not totally engaged, and it's just so easy to kind of just you know just have mm. you know just boring old you know sex That's boring but i would yeah. say with the lights on it's and y'all gotta try it i know some <laughs> people like oh my god with the lights on i can't yes. i don't know if i can do it but just try it even if you gotta start you know we just full-blown we just they cut, all on they, they cut the, all the lights on you might start with just a little bit of light a lamp yeah yeah a <laughs> lamp you might start with you know the closet light on or something <laughs> like that or, or just the bathroom light with the door cracked or something like that <laughs> But I definitely feel that it has enhanced our um, sexual experience. Oh, it has. You definitely. know, and it, 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 I'll just say it extends the moment. Come on, somebody. Amen. And it, so not only do we've tried with the, with the lights on, you know, we've moved around the house. We've done a lot of stuff to keep things 
interesting right. and i'm just i'm not an advocate for boring sex and marriage i'm just not an advocate for it and and i will say this we have certainly had to improve and this is why we can help you with this conversation mm-hmm. we both had to improve about you know on how we have this dialogue because there were missteps on both sides with talking about the needs within our sexual experience but we've learned it and um and because of that we've made the changes so let's go ahead and flip because i don't want to keep them too long let's go ahead and flip to the receiving spouse because you know it's one thing to be on the, the end of delivering this information but somebody might be listening to this conversation and you're you're going to receive this from your spouse or you already have mm-hmm. and you may have mishandled it so let's talk about how that receiving spouse needs to get this information right you know it's very important for the receiving spouse to be able to digest what they're hearing and accept it in the right manner so number one the receiving spouse don't disregard your spouse's feeling that's good you know it's so easy to hear something like this and just automatically get on the defense Mm -hmm. you know you automatically put the put the put the wall up you know you don't you know i don't even want to hear what you have to say or or just go into attack mode but you have to make sure that you just don't disregard your spouse's feelings. It already took enough courage to even have this That's conversation. True. That's true. Because, you know, and, and you want to make sure that, you know, you acknowledge what they are saying and you want to work towards how, you know, ways that you can improve it. So definitely don't disregard what your spouse is saying. Everyone wants to feel valued. Put yourself in that position, in their, yes. in their position. Yes. You know, if, if you felt a certain kind of way or wanted to bring something to your spouse that you had concerns about, or you felt a certain kind of way about, mm-hmm. you will want your spouse to be receptive of that. So we have to give what we would like to receive. Absolutely. So um, don't disregard your spouse's feelings. Hear them out. Try to be understanding and put yourself in their shoes so that you can fully understand what they are saying. That is so, so, so good. And I think it's a perfect segue uh, into our next uh, point because a lot of times we end up disregarding our spouse's feelings because we start taking it personal. And so our second point is don't but do Take it personal. And let me explain. You don't need to take it personal uh, in terms of receiving it as an attack. Right. You know, to the point that Mm -hmm. you get defensive, you know, and now you're combative against your spouse. Like, don't take it personal in that manner. Uh, You don't want to get too easily uh, defensive or offended. So you get defensive with your spouse. You want to make sure that you're taking time to dissect what's being said so that you can improve. And so and that's the do take it personal. So don't take it personal personal but do do take personal responsibility for trying to improve it you know and i think that when it comes to improving a sex sexual experience i think that it is on both spouses to make the adjustments uh it's 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 a team sex is a team sport come on yeah it's a team sport it takes two and both people have to be bringing their a game right you know and 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 i say the a game for the moment right right there are different moments in sex yeah when you're tired there's an a game for that moment yes all right yes it's called the i'm tired positions (laughs) if you don't have our 10 ways 
to move your marriage from a sex drought to a sex explosion, you need to go to our site, thehardies.life, and download it right now. One of the things we talk about is discover the I'm tired positions. In week 10 of our Real Sex Talk on Be Baton Rouge, yes. we're going to be Give unpacking that, that one. Give all right? So you want to go. We're going to be doing it on Tuesday nights, 9 o'clock central standard time the page is be baton rouge media we have completed um episode one of a 10-week series we'll be doing when you're listening to this if you're listening to this on tuesday we'll be doing our second episode tonight yeah uh, so you can join us for that so don't but do take it personal don't get so offended that you're defensive but do step up and take personal responsibility for making the adjustments and improving the experience yes i think that's a that's a perfect segue into number three. You know, the uh, number three is no change can cause vulnerability. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, Ronaldo was just saying, do take it personal. So that means that you definitely want to make some steps yes. to improve, you know, what it is that your spouse is telling you because no change can cause vulnerability. And what we mean by that is, you know, you don't want to leave your spouse open mm-hmm. to other people or, or the desires that, that they're having, allowing them to be unfulfilled because you're not willing to do the work to make some changes. That's absolutely you true. Know? So we want to make sure that we don't leave our spouse open for, you know, vulnerability and others to come on in there because we're being stubborn and not allowing ourselves to take it personal to do the work to make the change absolutely because if you don't watch it the enemy will come in in all kinds of ways before you know it your spouse is turning to turning to pornography to fulfill that desire or they're having to routinely masturbate because they're not able to connect with you sexually or the worst thing is they're stepping out of the house and they are engaging uh, with in sex with somebody else you know and so you know i want to challenge you and i know some of you are listening to this and your sexual experience is really damaged right now it's fragmented uh, and you feel somewhat hopeless. I want to let you know we have been there before and we have done the work. I don't care how difficult it may seem for you. It can turn around if you follow these steps. Again, if you're the spouse that has to give the information, make sure you keep a loving tone. Make sure you start by discussing the wins and make sure the conversation remains needs based and not performance-based. If you're receiving the information, be sure that you don't disregard your spouse's feelings. Don't, but do take it personal. Don't get so offended, but do make sure you take personal responsibility and understand that no change can create vulnerability. Just this one thing um, I want to say about that last point. Um, I don't want anyone to ever think that we are saying that people should not have self-control oh never you know because it can leave your spouse vulnerable we and you definitely should have self-control but the scripture says give no place to the enemy that's right so you want to make sure that you are you know your spouse definitely should have self-control but you don't want to leave them open to be susceptible to the attacks of the enemy that's absolutely true very good well i i i think we did a good job yeah always enjoy hanging out with you all look it is a pleasure to hang out with you each and every single week you know we understand that real life is messy and that's why we're here to help to talk you through those moments if you have not done done so already make sure you take time to subscribe to our podcast Uh, you can always keep up with us on the hardies.life 
read our blogs i promise you we are getting really real yes. on those things and uh, it will help you uh, if you just take some time to look at those listen to what we're saying and also look at what we're writing it will help yes you out. yes that and share 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 we want to get the word out about what we are doing with our podcast and with our blog so many people need to hear about you know the real issues and the real things that are happening that nobody wants to address but we are really t- we are unwilling to tackle those hard things absolutely we understand that real life is messy but you can still enjoy your life no matter how messy it may be until next time keep hanging with the hardies at thehardies.life see you then thank you for tuning in to hanging with the hardies today we hope you enjoyed our time together if you want to learn more about us or you just want to hang out a little longer visit our website at thehardies.life and until next time remember real life is messy so don't be so hard on yourself Instead, make the most of what you do have.